I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Another exciting episode. I feel like I say that every time, but um, it really is cool just to get to spend time with uh, some of our leaders in, in F3. And uh, today, um, you know, recently we we had a shovel pass at the farm um, and I, I was uh, upon arrival. There, there were three gentlemen there in taco costumes uh, and it was pretty amazing just to see uh, the culture that's been created there. And so just really um, that goes to the guys that have been leading that site. And and so, you know, Ferdinand obviously started that, but today we're talking to Schrute, um, who uh, continued, um, you know, with that site as a, as a leader and and then recently passed off to Skids. And so Schrute, man, it's good to see you. Uh, thanks for taking time to to chat. And, um, you know, where we like to start these is just what was your first workout like, who EH'd you, and then uh, how, did, how did we give you the name Schrute? Yeah, I think like my the name is always kind of an interesting one that gets debated a little bit. But the first workout was March 9th, 2021. I was EH by Soda Pop, who is a guy who hasn't posted in gosh, it's probably been almost two years now. Uh he was on me for a little while and I was kind of stalling. And you know, it was those cold months like January, February, and I was stalling. I wasn't sure about it. And then you know, there was a nice morning in March and he's like, come on, the weather's gonna be great. Come on out. And I did. And I walked up there and I was looking around and I, and I saw a familiar face besides him. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't know his F3 name at the time. I knew him as, as Josh Focek. Uh, we all know him as Swiper. And I was like, oh, I know you, you know, I've coached his daughter in sports before and he's coached my daughter in basketball. And so it was nice to see another familiar face out there. And, and he had just joined like two days prior. So, oh, cool. so we had that kind of in common. And he was, you know, talking my ear off about, oh, yeah, some of those pre-run, this and that. And I'm just like, wow, these guys are kind of crazy, you know. Um, what am I getting myself into? And and so it was at the sanitarium, did the workout, and it was tough. I remember it was tough. And the naming part was – so one of the things I volunteer a lot with is the soccer club. The playing soccer club and i'm the the vice president there and so i was sitting up there you know explaining who i am some of the things you know that i do and i, I don't even know it's just kind of chaotic there's so much going on you're kind of short breath because it's your first beat down and i couldn't hear what was being said exactly or who said what and you know shrewd was thrown out there and i thought it was because i said like vice president you know, and at the time, <laughs> I thought, you know, they were drawing connection to Dwight Schrute being the assistant to the regional manager. And I don't even know who said it at the time, but Swiper's taking credit for it. Um, okay. We'll give him the credit. You know, he loves the name guys. And he said it was because I was talking about working in an office. So I guess that's it. That's, you know, not the most exciting story, but I, I love the name. You know, um, it's kind of stupid, but it's fun at the same time. 
Yeah, that is funny. Were you familiar with Dwight and the character? I mean, have you watched The Office before? Definitely. I started watching The Office with the, you know, the European version before it ever came to the States. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I, you know, it is funny. Sometimes we land on these names that have nothing to do with what the guy even says or does or who, you know, um, but yeah, I, you know, it's interesting too. the, the guy that EH is no longer uh, posting. We gotta, we gotta get him back out, but you still in contact with soda pop. I haven't been for a while. I did. I did try a couple of times, you know, when I had something, you know, big for me, you know, like when I took over the farm, and mm -hmm. did the five pass i i tried to get him to come out there you know or i had my i think he was there probably for my first vq possibly but i'm, I'm not sure i have to go back and look at that so but no it's been a while since i've had some contact with him but you know good reminder to reach out and see if maybe he wants to come back yeah for sure well yeah you never know we got uh, there's a lot of guys in in that category for sure um curious your thoughts you know so you mentioned though it was a it was a challenging workout what were you doing fitness wise before were you running or doing anything on your own so i had was kind of more into some weight training okay at the time and so you know obviously everybody's routines kind of changed when the pandemic hit and covid happened and i had just kind of set up a home gym in my garage and so i was i was kind of like big into trying to get into weight like you know weight training and kind of lifting heavy and um so that was kind of my thing i wasn't doing really any cardio at the time and now i feel like i've kind of flipped 180 where i i haven't touched weights in forever everything's body weight at the workouts and obviously i pretty much don't miss a pre-run if i go to a beat down nowadays yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you notice a difference? I mean, do you feel, cause you do, I see you all running all the time. Do you, do you feel healthier or where do you think you're at today? Fitness wise? Absolutely. I, I prefer what I'm doing today over what I was doing. You know, I thought I liked the time it was like, Oh, I like to work out by myself. Right. That's what I, I told myself. Yeah. And I think I was a little bit more introverted then. I think F3 has helped me be more of an extrovert. I don't know if I'm really an extrovert, but it's, it's allowed me to become more vulnerable, put myself out there more. And I've learned a lot through those experiences. And so, yeah, I think, I think definitely the, the preference for me is definitely now working out with, with these, these excellent group of, you know, these guys that have just become great friends and the relationships I built have been phenomenal. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I think it's, it's interesting too, like the, um, sort of the typical workout, right? You like go to the gym or you, you know, have weights at home and it's just kind of like what we're, I don't know, maybe we, we think that's how you work out or become fit. And then we get introduced to F3 and we're like, wait a minute. You know, I don't think I really realized how effective body weight workouts were until F3. You know, I, I was doing some running on my own, but um, you know, even just doing like the Murph, right. You realize like over time, like, your arms and your chest and your, you know, and, and your, you know, whatever back get stronger from doing a Murph every Monday or two Murphs every Monday for a year and a half or however long, but definitely what, where else, I mean, just sort of mentally or, you know, spiritually, emotionally, what, what, what do you think made you, was it the weather that, I mean, was it that easy? Just the weather was nice and you said, okay, I'll do it. Or what else sort of do you think internally prepared you to come out that, that first day in March? I, I think it was just, I'm not good at saying no. And I had, and he was yeah. persistent enough that 
I gave in, right? And so kudos to him for doing that. And uh, that's always been a struggle for me in life is, is saying, no, I, I love a challenge. I love, you know, setting goals for myself, things like that. But I, I will say I posted that day and then a cold front came through and I, I didn't come back for about two weeks. So okay. not a lot of guys know this because, you know, I don't, I don't miss too many beat downs nowadays, but I, when I first started, it was, you know, I was, I waited for that cold front to pass. And then he was like, come on, come on, get back out here. And so I did went and posted again. And then it was, I was posting two or three times a week. And then that kind of gradually built up to the pretty quickly to where it was, you know, I'm consistent five, six days a week now. Yeah. Was it, do you think the second, that second time, you know, I think um, it sounds like soda pop reached out and was kind of keep, you know, kept being persistent, but what do you think it, like, at what point do you feel like it sort of clicked where you're like, okay, this is, this is like what I do now. I, do you remember that moment? For me, it was just a, a, the buildup, you know, like getting used to the, the routine, you know, anytime you start something new in life, it, it takes a couple of weeks for it to become a habit. And so for that routine, getting used to waking up that early, you know, I wasn't, too fond of it early on now it's like i love it because it's my time right like because i'm a really busy family man with you know my volunteer work with my kids sports with you know my marriage um just everything that i that i do it's go 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 that's kind of the life i live and so that's my time in the morning i can wake up i can go do what i love to do while the rest of the house is sleeping Mm -hmm. i try really hard not to wake my wife up which i'm not very good at (laughs) because she an alarm goes off and she's she's up so she gets mad at me a little bit for for waking her up on, on a few days a week but yeah. um I, I think just kind of all those reasons is kind of what got me out there and then you know just seeing other guys out there that I there's a lot of guys from like soccer that I didn't realize were doing F3 and so mm-hmm. you start seeing as you go to a couple more workouts you see oh I know this guy but I don't really know him that well and you, you start building those relationships and for me, it was just kind of, it just all started building up over those next few weeks until I got into that, that consistent habit of going pretty much almost every day. Nice. Hey, uh, a pro tip for you on, on trying, you know, something to try at least I switched over about a year, maybe it's, maybe it's been a year and a half ago now where I just use the alarm on my watch. So if you sleep with the watch on and it has an yeah. alarm, so um, I, that's actually been working for me. So I don't have an audible alarm. It just vibrates on my wrist and I get up and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I need, I need to try that. So I need to get in the habit of my Apple watch charging this thing because yeah. the battery and these things are terrible. Yeah. It's that, something worth, something worth trying, right? At least, yeah. little, you know, I, my, my wife was the same way. She's like, this isn't going to work if you're going to wake me up every time you go. So <laughs> that's funny. What, you know, you mentioned a little bit being more introverted, um, but also kind of started talking about the relationships that you build. And, and I know a lot of guys um, are maybe more introverted or don't don't feel like, how do I initiate a conversation? So how did, how did you sort of transition some of those uh, acquaintances into more friendships or relationships? What was your strategy there? So I think it was early on, it was find somebody who you have something in common with, right? So mm-hmm. I, I go back to soccer a lot. You know, I other guys who were coaching soccer or guys who I didn't know were doing F3 that served on the same soccer board that I did, you know, um, like Nobs, you know, Nobs yeah. and I were on the playing soccer club board for a couple of years. And I didn't know he did this F3 stuff. And so uh, I think he missed an opportunity to maybe EH me, right? Yeah. But uh, anyways, I, I think it was just, you know, 
going from that, you know, developing my leadership a little bit through F3, developing those friendships further. And it was just finding guys you have something in common with. And then there was something you could start a conversation. I, I was, you know, I was a little scared to start pre-runs. I didn't do pre-runs for a while. Mm-hmm. And then there was always one pre-run that scared me even more because I would see guys like Swiper and Girl Dad at the GZ running like sub eights, 730, you know, average mile, you know, and I'm just like, that's crazy. You know, I'm I'm not even close to that. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I kind of was hesitant to jump in and, and do pre-runs. I was hesitant to do, you know, my first halfway house. Um, but eventually, you know, I got myself built up to do that. I think it's just kind of, proving to yourself that you can do it. You know, that for me, just the confidence came slowly and mm-hmm. gradually. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like though the pre-runs and the, I mean, just running in general, I think we hear that from a lot of guys, but was that a good second half builder for you? I'd say everybody has to do these pre-runs. I mean, it's the morning, like if you go to a beat down, that's great and everything, but the pre-runs are really what should, I think the glue. It, for me, it's like one of those things that's the glue because of that that second half, those opportunities. Um, not just take your fit, take your fitness to another level. So there's that benefit, but the second half and the relationships you build then, and the things you learn about guys during those pre runs that you just don't get a, that that same opportunity to talk to guys during the beatdowns. You know, you do a coffee if you're a guy who has time to stick around for coffee, but the the pre runs, you know, talk about family, talk about life, talk about mm-hmm. you know challenges things that whatever it might be there's just so many different ways those conversations go yeah they're always great conversations do you were you able to have you been able to attend coffee much or you have to kind of get out early after the workout yeah i I attend coffee i'd say about 50 percent of the time yeah you know i on-site coffee is always the best yeah (laughs) for sure the easiest or you know the days that the beatdown start a little bit earlier at 5 15 it allows me to you know stick around for coffee um but i also gotta be kind of watching the my watch a little bit yeah. just to make sure i can get home help get the kids out of bed get them ready in the morning i mean they're old enough but they need a little push otherwise yeah. they're they're kind of slacking a little bit to get ready for school yeah same here man i i love the five fifteen starts because it feels like you have an extra you know it feels like you have an extra half hour but it's probably only you know it's only 15 minutes or whatever yeah. but what um you know you kind of mentioned uh running and and you know i i have i have not um not always been into into rucking right but there's some some second half opportunity there but i i do feel like there is this you mentioned like the intimidation right you see these guys that are like they've always been runners and they're pre-runners and they're running really fast like um trench is another guy that i think about where you're just like he runs to the workout and he runs to you know he runs home and you're like what is going on um but um any, any sort of uh insight there like how did you overcome that um sort of intimidation and just and just kind of got out there and said I'm gonna do what I can or uh, how did you do that I think there was people encouraging me okay that to just go try it you know it's you know there's and then when you have like a seesaw coming up guys like oh you gotta start pre-running prepare yourself for this kind of stuff and so I think it was just going out there and kind of gradually building that up but I mean my my advice for guys who are afraid to to do a pre-run is just talk to somebody like talk to any one of us because i would guarantee you any of your brothers out there will pre-run with you and run at your pace because they want to support you and 
I've seen other guys not be afraid to ask for that, you know, say, Hey, I'm, this is the pace I run at. Does anybody want to join me? And there's always somebody who will step up um, and run at your pace and everybody's fitness is, you know, at a different level and there's nothing wrong with that. So I think guys are always willing to meet somebody where they're at. Yeah, man, I, that's, that's great advice. I do think it's having the courage to ask, you know, and say, Hey, I want to start pre-running, but I need, I need someone to run with me. Will you be, will you do that? You know? Um, Cause if, if we don't know, right. It's, you know, it's hard to to support a guy if we don't know what he's trying to do. I, that's really good advice. What, um, you know, as you're thinking about uh second F, have there been other uh, second F type events or things that you've had a chance to, to participate in? Like, I don't know, Q source or um, free to lead book studies, any of those sorts of things. So I did have the opportunity to lead Q source for the first time earlier this year. And that was a great experience. Um, I do regularly try to attend Q source when I can on, on Saturday mornings after the pit mm -hmm. or at IV. And, and those have been great to just go and participate in those conversations. The, the free to lead book I, I have right here. It's on my nightstand it's on my list of things to read. So <laughs> I will admit I haven't gotten that done yet, but it's when my uh, schedule with soccer and slows down a little bit here in the next month, I, I think I'm going to knock this book out and get it read. Yeah. They need to make it into an audio book. I mean, I somebody, yeah, I somebody needs that. to just read it and, and record it. And yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think most of our guys would listen to it, you know, but it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, whatever we can read it too. It's not that big of a book, but what, um, you know, as you think about uh, some of the other events, because there's also a big second F component to like a CSOP and some of those things. What's been your your experience with those events? So I would say Saturday mornings would be one of those days that we, uh, there's a group of guys and we're not even in shield lock. I, I, there's not a lot of shield locks in, in Sarpy. We just kind of, some guys would just kind of refer to the Sarpy swagger that that is the shield lock you don't there's no formal invitation you know yeah. you're just part of it jump in when you want to some of us you know but there's a handful of guys that we do almost like our own little mini pop-up seesaws almost every saturday or we're just doing something completely stupid and utterly pointless just to do it right yeah. where we've i think it was farva started the what he calls them the meat grinder you know, and it's Saturday mornings and we usually start, you know, like 4.30 in the morning. We do a weighted vest Murph. Then we do a 5K run and then we do the beat down. And wow. those three components, uh, you turn into what's called the meat grinder. And there's 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 a few guys that, that always will do it. Um, yesterday, Farva did his Farva Murph, yeah. which is pretty intense also. And I mean, that's, that's about a, a, two, a little over two hours to complete something like that. And I, I joined a little late, I'll admit, on that one. Yesterday, I, I skipped the first few miles. I needed that little bit of extra sleep. Yeah. But, you know, I think for on those second F things, doing those extra hard things with your brothers really helps develop that second F. And then you don't want to say no to stuff on those either because you don't want to miss it. Like FOMO is a real thing for me. Yeah. And um, just, you know, I love being out there with, my, with, with, those, with the packs and doing hard stuff. Yeah. Totally agree. I, yeah. Like IPC, um, it just seems like when you're, you know, it's, it's it, kind of what free delete says as far as like men building relationships, right. We got, we want to get out and do something. And if you do something challenging and you, you know, kind of encourage each other through that, it's, it's really valuable. Um, and you, and it's, there's sort of a trust factor, right. Where you kind of learn 
Like who, who are those guys that are going to stick with me through the, through the really hard things, right. And not give up or um, sort of, you know, back out, which is awesome. I, lo- I love that you're getting to experience that. I think, you know, other question I'd have for you, um, you mentioned shield lock. Um, are you familiar with like the concentrica model sort of, you know, cause, cause some of what comes up too, right. It's like FOMO. Maybe this is like the F3 guy uh, sort of mentality. We all have FOMO and none of us can say no. Uh, but I don't know, how have you sort of integrated F3 in, into some of those key relationships with, with like your wife or your kids or how is that going for you? I think I've, I've definitely carried it over into other aspects of my life, and especially from a, the opportunities I've had to lead in other areas in life, whether it's at work, you know, I'm a, I'm a manager at work and just trying to find little things, not necessarily the fitness part, but you know, what are the, the leadership things that I see and I've learned through F3 that I can bring to the workplace. And I, you find those moments, sometimes it's in a COT, um, sometimes it's in a story that you hear in a pre-run, but you find those are those leadership components, the, the things that guys have talked about or demonstrated or they've learned and you can carry that into your, your other life. And then even as a soccer coach, uh, mm. I've, I've brought some of the, the workout stuff even and just as part of the training. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I, I definitely, I think people know that I do have three. I talk about it openly at work. I, you know, I have people ask me about it a lot. Some people, you know, are really curious, but they're, they're always asking, but I can't quite get on the EH sometimes. Sometimes they, you know, I can, um, yeah, yeah it's it definitely is, it's part of who I am. That's awesome. Yeah. I, what I struggle with at work is like, like with the guys that are on my team, I can, I can like totally, you know, give them a hard time and be like, Hey man, you get, we gotta, you gotta get your fit, your physical fitness, you know, uh, under control. And um, I've had some of those conversations trying to get guys out, but, but that's a different conversation when it's a a female employee. (laughs) You can't really, I think that's frowned upon uh, to try (laughs) to, you know, make those comments, but I I love the connection there too, with, all of those different areas, right. You mentioned like coaching uh, soccer. And and so there definitely are pieces we can, we can pull, um, you know, into, into all the areas of our life. I'm curious, um, talk to me about like your, your VQ and um, maybe what you learned would, you know, through that experience, how did, how did that help you grow as a leader? Yeah. My, my VQ was very special to me personally. I know I had guys saying, Hey, can you get, you know, encouraged me to do my VQ, but I, I waited a few months. It was about four months in. And I've seen some guys do it a lot earlier even, but I was, I waited about four months intentionally because I had a date in mind. And so I chose a date that is special to me because it was the six year anniversary of me losing my younger sister. who mm. She passed away uh, almost eight years ago now. And so it was on July 12th, 2021 that I had my VQ. It was at Titan Alley. And so it was an easy one to lead, right? Because mm-hmm. leading, um, I actually just, I was there for both the, the Smurf and the Murph, but I just led the Murph part. Um, somebody else stepped up and, you know, I think they knew I was nervous when they, they did that. So, um, but just being able to be vulnerable in front of the guys and and tell the story about my sister, be able to talk about it and how much impact she's had on my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I've heard other guys in their COTs you know, especially during a VQ, become very vulnerable. And so I 
I relate to that a lot. And and those are the best COTs. If those VQs guys are willing to, you know, just talk about why they're there, what motivates them, what, what are the things they've gone through in life? I mean, we've all faced a lot of adversity in life. And so for me, I think that's always been a defining moment. You know, I never forget that, that phone call I got on that, that Sunday morning when I was told about my sister mm-hmm. passing away completely unexpected. And so I've kept that date, that July 12th date as something very special to me last year. You know, I, I led a workout in her honor. It was seven years since she had passed. And, and even then, like, there's just, there's just signs and, um, I have to tell this story. So last year it was at the sanitarium on, on that date, uh, July 12th, 2022. And I, all the, the workouts, the exercises, I kind of made some stuff up or planned stuff that meant something that I could draw a parallel to her life or some significant things there. And so we're doing the workout and then somebody's like, Hey, you know, look at that. There's a bald Eagle right there on one of the light poles off the turf, just right there. And I mean, I've been at sanitarium. I don't know how many times I've never seen anything like that. And it's just like, like, I just feel, you know, there's sometimes just a sign like, I don't know, God just works in mysterious ways. And I just think he sent that as like a symbolic gesture. Um, maybe it was my sister or a symbolic gesture. I don't know exactly what it meant, but just to have that right there during the workout um, was just, was just mind blowing for me. Yeah. Personally. yeah, That's, that is, that is awesome. I, I do think, curious, do you mind you willing to share sort of what the, happened with your sister with a car accident or uh, I guess I don't, I haven't heard that story. So she was going through some hard stuff in life and um, was kind of just, you know, just going through a divorce and, and she had, you know, she had alcoholism and she was recovered um, from that. And she was spending the night at my parents' house, which she wasn't living there or nothing, but it was just one of those nights where she was kind of, you know, needing some support and, mm-hmm. you know, they had dinner, they were just hanging out. She went to bed and her her heart stopped in her sleep and my dad just thought she was sleeping in walked in that morning to kind of just check on her and and see if she needed anything and and found her there you know um blue obviously and and not breathing and and so so then he you know obviously had to call the authorities and everything and then later called all of us siblings and, and broke the news to us and it was you know it's something that you know, hopefully people don't go through, but it's, I think it's through adversity, things like that, that really define our character, defines who we are. And I think those people who have faced more adversity in life, I, I just think they're the strongest people in life, really. I mean, they've had a battle, they've had to overcome hard things, and it's just set them up to be more successful generally in life. Yeah, man, thanks for sharing that. I, how old was she when that when she passed? 29. Okay, so really young too, man. Um, well, th- I appreciate you sharing that. I do think too, I'm, I'm curious your, just your thoughts on, you know, how, how does all of that, uh, sort of help build your, your third F or your, or your faith? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, it sounds like you, you have faith in, in God and a higher power. And, and, you know, as you mentioned, right, sometimes those moments make us stronger, have more faith, but what's been your journey from a faith perspective? From, definitely from a faith perspective, I, I do have strong faith. I'm, I used to be, you know, the kind of person that, that went to church every Sunday. And I, I'll admit that's, I'm not able to do that as much anymore. Um, 
you know, I have probably excuses and reasons that aren't good enough for that. But that aside, I, I still am a person of, of strong faith and conviction. And, you know, like I, I see things different now than I used to. And mm. I, I always look for, for signs cause they're, it's crazy. They're, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that's become symbolic of my sister is the yellow butterfly. And mm. it was, I, I know when she first passed, we started seeing yellow butterflies and, you know, it was like, I would, I remember the first time I was driving to the cemetery after, you know, uh, her, you know, her life ceremony, if you will, there was a yellow butterfly that came up to the car window. And, you know, and I'd been hearing from my mom, like, Hey, we, like, we saw these yellow butterflies and we think it's like a symbol of your sister. And I'm just like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I didn't really yeah. think too much of it. I'm just like, you know, my, my mom is obviously struggling and, and she's trying to, you know, just, find something just find Rachel again right mm -hmm. and and then I started kind of you know noticing that I was like that's crazy and I, so I told the story and then it's just you know just like I'm just weird like this this last year just this year last month would have been her 36th birthday yeah 36 37 anyways and I'm in my backyard and it's April and it's like too early to have butterflies and there's a yellow butterfly in my backyard you know, wow. and I'm like, what is going on? And then I turn the TV on and it's got one of those smart TVs, you know, Roku. And they changed like the background for spring and it's like an animated background. And there's like two yellow butterflies flying across. And I'm like, all this on, you know, her birthday, right? Yeah. So like, it's to me that that's part of my faith now. Like I, I see those signs. I know there's, I know there's, you know, a divine reason that we're all here. I know there's, you know, it helps me understand more of the purpose. You know, I don't think we ever fully understand that, but it definitely helps me in my faith. And, um, you know, I, I definitely fall short <laughs> a lot of days on that, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That's wow. That, that's really cool. I, the butterfly I'm sure you, maybe, you know, is also sort of a sign of the resurrection and, um, you know, I don't know. That's just a lot of cool stuff there. I, I think, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, you mentioned like, you pay attention differently now. And I've always, I always, I, I feel like, you know, with my story in my life, I, I pay attention differently now too. And I feel like it's like stuff maybe um, has always been there. I just have not, not been looking for it. Yeah. Um, but curious. And I'm assuming, you know, I, I think a lot of guys relate to um, sort of this journey of like, maybe they, they used to be more plugged into a church and have, have just fallen away. Is that, sort of since COVID or just with kid activities or, or what's um, kind of in the way for you there? Yeah, I think those definitely are probably the two main reasons. I know prior to COVID, we were going every Sunday and then obviously that shut things down. And then, you know, we're, we're so busy. I think we were sitting there like right now our schedules for these next two weekends, just as an example. And with kids sports, I think, um, you know, we're going to Kansas city, leaving for Kansas city today. We've got soccer, four soccer games down there for my son. My daughter here has to stay. She's got softball. Uh, she's really busy with soccer. I've got another daughter in cheerleading that travels a lot. And so, you know, we find ourselves a lot of times doing a tournament or an out-of-town trip on the weekends. And we just, I think it's, you know, I talked earlier about habits. And so, you know, we've fallen out of that being a habit of us going to, to church every Sunday. And it's something I think about a lot, you know, I want to get back into that. Um, even if it's just the occasional Sunday because we can't go every weekend because yeah. we have a lot of stuff going on. 
Well, you know, I mean, I mean, even in, you know, in the Bible, right. I'm assuming, um, it sounds like you're, ident- you identify as a Christian. Is yeah. That, yeah. I mean, even in the right. Bible, right. There's, there's mention of like the church is not a building. Right. And, um, you know, so I, I definitely think, uh, I think about community, um, and just, you know, we need connected to a group of like-minded people or even different people sometimes, right. To just, um, help us keep, keep pursuing, you know, that, that we would experience or grow our faith. And so I, I think that can be done, you know, even without a, a church, but are you doing anything in, in that space? I mean, I think F3 is definitely one, but anything, um, maybe it's reading something or any habits there that you've developed just to keep growing your maybe spiritual, emotional health. You know, I think not actively like trying to pursue that right now, mm-hmm. you know, it's, but like I talked about, it's been something on my mind as of late um i i was a lot better pre-pandemic where yeah. i was volunteering at the church leading you know p- participating in small group study uh regularly you know reading the bible challenging myself to try to you know read the bible in a year some things i did i helped teach you know um you know kindergartners and first graders and some classes for a couple of years at church on wednesday evenings did a lot of that and and that was great and kind of had to step away from that a little bit during, you know, when the pandemic hit. And then um, definitely I think I, more of my volunteer, I'm big on volunteerism we kind of talked about. And so yeah. I'm a volunteer coach. I'm a volunteer on the soccer board. I give a lot of my time there too. And just being able to have an impact on young lives is something that I guess, you know, spiritual or not, it's, I think it kind of is just being able to help develop youth, and help them, you know, be successful, learn life lessons. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's huge, man. No, I, I love that. I, you know, I think the one thing, something that, that I'm sort of noticing, right. Is like a lot of guys say like F3 is kind of like, like their church. Right. And, and at least in my experience, it's really easy for um, church to become like a, like a silo and not part of, you know, your everyday routine or your other, the other things you need in life. Right. And so like one of the cool things I think F3 does is it it's combining the faith with all these other, other aspects of life and then relationships. Right. And so like, I've been guilty of, you know, church is like the place you go on Sunday, but I don't talk to anybody I go to church with throughout the week. And, you know, so it it almost feels like the, the community aspect of F3, um, whether we know it or not, right? COTs and pre-run conversations and and like God's working through all of that uh, just as much as he would if you were showing up on Sunday, you know? So I, I don't know. I think it's a really cool, I, I, I don't know. It, does that feel like your same experience maybe? Yeah, I, I think so. I think before F3, it was definitely probably something that was more in a silo, right? Where that was Sunday morning, you come home, you take off your clothes and then you're doing yard work or going to the kids' games. Um, but now it just, I think, you know, you with F3, right? That that third F, it's it's something that it, it should be ingrained in us who we are. It's a component of everything we do every morning, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. pray out after the COT every morning. And so I think that's just a great way to start the morning. You know, now the sun's up in the morning, it's just these, these mornings right now, I mean, this is the best time of year. It's just beautiful. And oh. um, when you have a meaningful COT and a good prayer, you know, to close out a, after a hard workout, I mean, there's really no better way to start your day. 
Yeah, I totally agree. It's yeah, good COT, good, you know, good, good workout and a good cup of coffee. And especially on a Friday morning, I got, you know, know. Um, tell me a little bit about, uh, we talked a little bit about leadership with your VQ, uh, but I want to get your, you know, kind of uh, take on the, you know, taking over at the farm. uh, Mm -hmm. And then would also love to hear like your, the succession planning and just uh, what, what that's all been like from a leadership perspective. Yeah. So I didn't really expect to be carrying that a flag that soon. I just didn't know. I'd seen other guys that, you know, came a little bit before me, like Swiper. He was, took over Sanitarium early. Um, I think he was in that six or seven months in, but he was like, you know, Swiper is a lot more of an extrovert. He's an outgoing guy. He's doing, he was like accelerating crazy fast. I think on his first day he pre-ran, right? Yeah. And then a guy like Animal House, you know, he started a little bit after me. I I just heard, I did listen to his, you know, podcast here yesterday, yeah. which was awesome. Um, him and I become, you know, we knew each other, we're acquaintances, but we've become pretty good buddies throughout three and being able to watch him, you know, take over a site. And then I, w- I took over the farm about a week later, I think after he took over, um, over there at Titan Alley. And so, oh, danger zone. I called the wrong thing. That's um, all right. But so when Ferdinand, you know, the farm is something I was, I was there every Friday. I was free running. Um, and I just think, you know, Ferdinand recognized that and he's like, Hey, would you be interested in taking this over? And I was just like, kind of, wow, what does that, what does that entail? What, what kind of commitment would I need to make? You know? And so he's like, let's just grab lunch and we'll talk about it. And so we did, uh, we met at Chick-fil-A one day and, and just had lunch and it just, he, he told me why he, that was the first person he wanted to ask. He explained why to me. He saw the example I set by always being there, being present. Um, he's like, I don't think I've ever seen you miss a pre-run at the farm. You know, I don't know if I can say that about anybody. And and so I, I agreed to do it, not knowing exactly what I was taking on at the time. It was just a, a fantastic experience for me. And then when it became time for me to start thinking about you know, who was next? I was kind of struggling. Like, I, I don't know. In fact, people started telling me that, and then Skids kind of approached me about it and guys were telling me that he really wanted to do it. And, I, and to me, that was like, well, great. Because if somebody is that passionate about it, they want to do it, then I know they're going to do it well. And and Skids, Skids doesn't do anything small, right? Like, yeah. you can talk <laughs> about the flag pass if you want, but it was it was pretty epic, all the, all the stuff he put into that. And so... I know Skids is going to give the farm all of his energy. He's very dedicated. Um, really excited to see. You know, it's it's been it hasn't been very long yet. It's only been a few weeks since that flag passed, and really excited to see his leadership over there and and how he just keeps that site running. And you know, any changes that he wants to make, I'm fully supportive of Skids, and um, really happy that he was able to take that site over. He's a guy who's been doing F3 for a while, gone through some injuries and uh, he's back he's healthy he's, he's yeah he's a, he's a great leader yeah man that um i'm so glad i was able to get down there for the shovel pass because it was i mean it, talk about a party and it was on cinco de mayo right yeah. so it was just it was perfect but you guys were you had the costumes the taco costumes and then uh i don't know how many stations did he have i mean it was i think he had nine stations yeah yeah <laughs> nine stations stuff. 
all farm stuff, right? Yeah, it was like tractor. There was a tractor push, and um, you know, I the only one we didn't do that I guess you know maybe it was more of a Ferdinand era type of thing. Although I haven't been able to post there much, but the the um, the bullpen burpees, I, I was expecting oh, those yeah. to come out. You know, yeah, but, we did. T- we talked about that, but kind of where we were set up, we decided we had so much other stuff going on. Yeah, station. So yeah, there was a bit of planning. There was some some Zoom calls that kind of went into, you know, Ferdinand was a huge part of, of the planning for that too. So the three of us would, you know, we met a few times and um, Ferdinand and Skids, they did all the setup because it was like, they went out there like Thursday night, night before and I couldn't go. I had soccer, of course. Yeah. And they, they set everything up and they were sending me like videos and, and pictures and like trying to FaceTime live me as I'm in a meeting for like a soccer meeting and I like couldn't answer. And, um, you know, like just, just the craziness from, Things that you haven't really seen in that free workout, right? Like who does a tractor pull? Who hangs a rope twenty some feet up in a tree for a rope climb? You know, just yeah, um, yeah. yeah a lot of good stuff. Hey, if you know for for you and uh, anybody else that's listening, I want you to ask Tater Tot how he did on the rope climb. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did he get rope burn? I don't just ask him about it. I think uh, right. he tells the story well. It sounds like the the first, you know, he was maybe the third guy in his group. The first two guys made it up there, uh, and then you'll have to ask him what his experience was with the. With the I, I think I saw it. I was worried he was going to fall. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's way harder than any of us thought it would be. Yeah, I know it was yeah. good. And then there was a pinata. I mean, how? And then we had five F and Gs or yeah, five F and Gs. That yeah. pinata came down with one swing and. Yeah, skids filled it with some uh, small adult plastic beverages, and those were cracked open. From I think we named that guy. We named him one. What did we name him? One hit wonder, maybe one or hit wonder. Yeah, crushed that thing. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I, you know, I do think I w- I was sort of reminiscing right back to the the start of the farm, and um, man, you know, Ferdinand brought brought that idea forward, and I think there were you know, a few of us that were skeptical, right? Like who's, who's going to show up to a workout at, you know, we have nobody in Springfield who, and, you know, look at it now, you know, I think just yeah. a prime example of free to lead and kind of proving that this point that like, if a guy has an idea and a passion to lead and he's got, you know, a couple other guys that, that are willing to support him, uh, you can, you can do anything. And now, I mean, we've done Santa Saunders there. I mean, it's just, it's become a really, really kind of a staple uh in in the region and definitely in in sarpy so appreciate your leadership there any anything you feel like you know maybe more on a leadership side but any like advice or um maybe also curious like anything you feel like that that role taught you that you were able to apply to other areas of life or well i think some guys maybe don't think of themselves as a leader Mm. all the time but there's so many different ways to lead and you don't even know you're doing it at times. And this morning, you know, sometimes I'm out there just setting, you know, I don't know, maybe I lead by example a lot just because, you know, I'm consistent. I try to be consistent, you know, running. Um, you know, I don't really do it to get noticed or anything, but, you know, like this morning, for example, you know, it's back at the farm, Q-tip was leading, did the beat down and the Nugent flag was out there and uh, Sundance had just gotten it yesterday. Sundance is a newer, newer guy to F3. Uh, younger guy, you know, he's starting a family. Well, he's got a family. He's got a second kid on the way. Just a guy I, I've gotten to know and a guy who started pre-running and now he's just accelerating like crazy. I think he's he's running faster than a lot of us now. 
you know, always setting PRs and stuff. And so he passed the Nugent flag to me this morning and talked about, you know, about me and how I've helped him. You know, he looks up to guys like me. And I mean, I didn't expect it at all. It was just, it just kind of reminded me, you know, that no matter what you're, you, you may not think you're leading somebody or setting your, maybe you're setting an example, but people are always, people are watching, people are looking and everybody leads in a different way, a different style. And we all have an impact on each other. So it was a reminder to me this morning about, I didn't realize I had had an impact on him and it was, it meant a lot. Right. I mean, it's, it's very special to receive that Nugent flag. And so for him to pass it to me this morning, you know, meant a lot. Um, I didn't expect it at all. I figured he was going to give it to somebody completely different than me. And so it was, when he handed it to me, it was like, wow, man, that's, thank you. Thanks for that making cool. me. Yeah. That's awesome. It, well, and you mentioned consistency, you know, so, so in, in the Q source, right. They, there's sort of five, the five C's of leadership, right. It's like candor, commitment, consistency, contentment, and courage. And I think I've, I think I've seen all of those in, in you. Um, but you know, I think it's, there's some something about just a guy who comes out and is consistent and, you know, like maintains a good attitude and is always trying to push himself and others around him to get better. And I think, um, I, I don't know, F3 has opened my, my eyes to like, there's actually a lot more guys that are that way than, than what you see yeah. on, you know, on TV or at the grocery store or whatever, you know, I think we've got a, a whole group of guys that are really, just trying to be consistent in their, in their lives. Um, I, I'm curious too, from your perspective, you know, the, just kind of thinking of your, your story, right. in the um, kind of stuff with your sister and um, you know, the development of your faith and, and being a leader, do you feel like as a site cue, you had a chance to um, just sort of steward other guys and their, their journey or what was that like from a leadership perspective? Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed being able to do, you know, be able to talk to guys and, you know, whether it was hosting a, a VQ out there and helping guys who were nervous to do it for the first time, yeah. um, encouraging them to do it. Those are special or, you know, when we had, there were some special things we did out there, like that just dates that happened to fall on a Friday, we had veterans day. And so yeah. I got, got a hold of some guys, some veterans and I was, you know, wanted them to lead the workout and it turned into a, just like one of those most, like a very memorable day out there or yeah. when it was, you know, uh, breast cancer awareness month last year, you know, we had some different guys who have, who have helped kind of champion that out there to queue. And, you know, it was like, you know, we were trying to help raise money. And then the the last, one of the dates we, we brought pit stop out there. And I think we all know the story about, about his wife, you know, how she had breast cancer. And so I, I definitely, I got him on the queue schedule and, I remember during his COT that day, uh, this is his last, last October, he, you know, cause his wife was in remission. Well, he talked about some concern because she had, I think it was, if I remember right, I'm trying to recall, but I, th I, I believe there was a lump in her armpit or something and mm -hmm. she had some stuff going on and he's like, yeah, we're gonna go to the doctor today and, and whatever. Um, and well, you know, I heard the next day that they went and obviously the diagnosis wasn't great. And they ultimately ended up finding that, uh, I think they found, was it a small brain tumor that she yeah. had? Yeah. Metastasized to the brain. Yeah. Yeah. And so then the next week I had already had the, it was going to be the last, you know, 
one of the, the series of four, you know, breast cancer awareness month, like beatdowns that we had kind of planned and we had, uh, skids and, uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Maybe Escobar. Escobar. Thank you. Skids and Escobar were on the queue and they said, that's it. We're going to pack the house, right? They got as many guys. I think we had 40 some guys packs come out there and it, it was just really a tribute to pit stops in Lindsay and, and just turned into like kind of a, like a really spiritual time mm -hmm. where there was a lot, a lot of prayer. There was, you know, and, and I, gosh, you know, the power of prayer is, is real and, and, um, very th thankful to hear now that, that Lindsay is doing great. Uh, it was kind of, I know it was scary for pit stop and family for a while and, you know, the doctors and everything have done a fantastic job in her treatment. And, um, you know, yeah. I think that, that, the treatments that helped shrink, shrink that. And, you know, they're keeping a close eye on it, but uh, she's pulled a 180 and is, is doing great again. Yeah. So, so some of those, some of those things that I was able to do while my time at the farm, just been very special to be able to try to just be a small part of those, those moments. Mm -hmm. And that to me, that's like a perfect example of kind of what we were talking about with faith, right. Of like, that's not your typical Sunday in church but that's like a huge spiritual thing, right? All of that, right. Is like, uh, I, yeah, I just, you're talking about health and and life and uh, people coming around other people in their community to, to show the love and to um, encourage them. I mean, I think that's, that's phenomenal. I love that, man. Um, and appreciate you leading through that. You know, I think some people don't realize how many uh, sight cues get kind of bombarded with like special d dates or holidays or things that fall on yeah. every day of the week. And I know how that goes. Sometimes it's like, oh crap, let's do something special for this day. And we, and you're the one to lead it, right? Cause it's at your site. So appreciate you doing that. Um, you know, any, any, anything else from your, your perspective, just maybe, um, advice or experiences or things that you would want to share with, with guys that are listening. No, I think, I don't know if we have any guys out there listening that, that have been thinking about F3 who haven't maybe given it a shot, but, you know, we don't get better. We don't get, you know, we don't challenge ourselves by, by say, by staying the same, by not, you know, introducing new things in life. So I'd say, take that, take the plunge, give it a shot. I mean, it, it's, it's life-changing. It's been life-changing for me for the better. Um, you go, you start for the fitness, right? I mean, that's usually the first reason we all show up but that's not the glue. That's not what, what holds us or keeps us there. It's, it's, it's the brotherhood, it's the, the, the fellowship. Um, and, and, you know, for many, I think the faith as well, and just all the different things, the components that go into these mornings that, you know, and, and it branches out. It's not just the morning. It's, you know, throughout the day, I'm getting messages from, from, you know, F3 brothers and there's encouragement. There's, there's jokes. I mean, I, if I ever need a good laugh, I just open up WhatsApp and um, I can see guys like Tenacious D always posting some crazy gif about something crazy. I don't know. Just, you know, the guys are there yeah. with each other. So, I mean, I just, and I just, as far as advice, I guess just, you know, if you're not fully in F3, you know, try it. I, I really think there's something for everybody there. There's this fantastic group and I, I'm never looking back. I want to keep this going for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And keep, keep EH. And Hey, um, another question we've been, been asking guys, this came from wait time and, and Tater. They did a sort of co-queue on the anniversary week, but they had this question. What, what did 
what's something that you thought was important when you started F3 and what's something that you realize is more important now? Well, I think, you know, almost going back to my last comment about what I thought was important was the fitness, right? I'm like, well, I want to stay, you know, get back in shape or stay in shape. And so maybe this is something to try. So that's, again, probably what I think most guys would say on that, mm -hmm. what kind of brings them to F3. But what's more important is, is the impact that F3 is having in in the in the community, really. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, developing leaders. And I've, I've seen a lot of guys, you know, just blossom in F3, just guys that, you know, I think they've grown so much confidence and in a good way to try new things, become better fathers, men, leaders of our community. And I mean, going back to our, our core principles and our mission statement, I mean, it's, it's a real thing and it's, it's happening. It's happening every day. It's right in front of us. And, you know, I think we're all seeing it and seeing these guys step up all the time. And so I think that's, that's become the important part, mm, you know, yeah. just that, that development of, you know, community improvement, you know, the, a lot of good second F stuff is happening. You know, we're giving back in a lot of different ways. And I, I love seeing how that's growing, you know, whether it be through, you know, donating blood or the scholarships we're giving out or helping out food pantries, um, community cleanup things. I, I've seen a lot of it and um, it's pretty special. Yeah. It's crazy too, to think about the, the impact that we, we probably won't ever see in our lifetime, right. Of like one conversation with a guy, encourage him to be a better husband or father or could change, you know, his kids' lives or, you know, it's just, I, I think it's pretty cool. Just the, those, those, um, the things we'll never know, right. Maybe, maybe someday we'll be able to ask Sky Q about it. Uh, <laughs> um, I do, uh, want to also give you a chance, um, uh, you know, brainstorm with me. What should we what what should we name this episode? Uh, what would you name it if you got to choose? Um, you know, like we're pretty big on callback, yeah, stuff here in, in Sarpy. And you know, when I say my name, you know, everybody's beats. Says beats and yeah. so <laughs> it's really simple, but I'd say beats by truth. Okay. And is that beats with a, with an S or a Z or, or what, how do you, it's B E E T S. Okay. Beats like the, like the vegetable. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. White fruit, the beet farmer. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's funny. And it's funny too, because there's still like, we're not sure how they, how we landed on that name too. <laughs> Swiper will have to tell us. Swiper will tell you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this is great, man. And I, I just, I would just encourage you, you know, I think, um, like I mentioned your, your leadership at the farm and, and kind of like you said, right. It's like, you're not looking back, just keep, keep leading. You know, I think, um, you're, you're doing an excellent job and have done an excellent job. So it's just cool to hear your, your story. I think a lot of guys will relate. So thanks for taking time to share. Let's do a um, little name Rama. Brandon Fleahardy, 37, the plague. The plague. Ah, P.J. Bedrowski, 43, Shroot. Shroot. Beats. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. All right. Later, brother. Weekend.